Show. Presented by PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org to learn about PenFed's great rates on home and auto loans, credit cards, and savings accounts. PenFed and the Tommy Show. Better together. Live from D.C., it's the Tommy Show. Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond. Real fun. D.C. Starring Kelly Collis and Tommy McFly. Another hour of the Tommy Show starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome on in to day 113 of Work From Home. Kelly, you don't look a day over... 64 from work from home. <laughs> Thank you. I think I've aged well during the uh, quarantine. <laughs> like a fine wine. Uh, speaking of, Virginia is for drinkers. We'll get to that a little later on. Plus, um, uh, baseball legend has passed away. We have a huge Only in Theaters movie trailer that came out. Some uh, at-home watching to talk about. And the companies that are going to be paying their employees to help work the polls on Election Day, not the strip clubs. Let's get to it. <laughs> what do you say? Let's do it. AAA is talking about how many of us are going to be leaving the D.C. area for Labor Day weekend. It keeps sneaking up. I know you're making your way out of town, Kelly. I am going to be here. But AAA told uh, WTOP that they are expecting about half a million to three quarters of a million people to leave D.C. and make their way on the roads uh, this Labor Day weekend, which is down because normally it's about a million people on the roads. But I feel like in 2020, if anything is halfway, hey, that's a win. <laughs> That's true. And I also think that, you know, the weather is supposed to be really nice on the eastern seaboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you might find some people doing a little day trip. So maybe that will go up a little bit more. You never know. Last night, uh, learned of some uh, very sad news in the baseball world. Tom Seaver, the legendary pitcher, uh, passed away from complications of uh, dementia and COVID-19. And, um, you know, while I wasn't around in the 60s when he was sort of in his heyday and brought a World Series to the Mets, uh, I know of him because I love baseball and uh, everything from his, you know, no hitter for the Mets and kind of bringing the team back. And he had over 3,000 strikeouts um, and retired with 311 uh, wins and is also in the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, of course. He was inducted in, in, when he was in his 40s, and he is a three-time Cy Young winner. And we have some footage of his no-hitter when he played for the Nets, uh, the Mets, and it is just, it's still awesome just to watch this. The check and the pitch. He bounces to first base. Dreesen has it. He goes to the bag, and Seaver got it. Bob Seaver has pitched his first Major League no-hitter, and this one belongs to the Reds. As George Hendrick bounces a routine two hopper to Danny Dreesen and the 38,216 at Riverfront Stadium are standing. Tom Seaver has thrown the first no hitter of his major league career, the 14th no hitter in the long history of the Cincinnati Reds, and he did it in almost routine fashion tonight. And what a ball game! Wow. Yeah, that's, of course, what he's playing with the Reds. Sorry, not with the Mets. But he did play with the Mets and brought the team. One of the things he's kind of known for is the Mets were pretty terrible. And he, when he came on, kind of turned around the team, and they ended up winning the World Series. So that guy, too, he was one of those players that is remembered as not only being a 
force larger than life on the field, but he was very involved in lots of charities in the communities, and, and he played for di several different teams. He's kind of known for playing for the Mets because he got the World Series there, uh, ended his career with the uh, Boston Red Sox, and uh, it, it's sad because he, he was only 75, but, um, you know, the baseball legend. What were you saying about his number of strikeouts close to Max Scherzer? Max Scherzer's catching up on him? Uh, yeah, so Max Scherzer, he had 3,000 strikeouts, which is by no means a record in the MLB. I think the record's over 5,000. Um, but I was just comparing him because uh, Scherzer has three Cy Young awards, as does um, Seaver. And uh, he had, uh, Scherzer has 27, 2,700, a little over 2,700. Wow. Yeah. So um, anyway, I just it's it's just sad to hear that, and of course, all the major league baseball teams posted up on Twitter uh, their respects. He was known as Tom Terrific, so uh, kind of cool, kind of cool to learn, and 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 also just it's a it's a moment in baseball history when you reflect um, of how the teams evolved and some of the great legends. It's always nice as a big fan of the sport to to go back and and see that footage. I had no idea about him. So thank you for that little lesson today, Kelly. I appreciate oh, it. You're welcome, Tommy. Tom Seaver was not someone who was, you know, like readily available in my uh, <laughs> in my recall. So I appreciate that. Thanks for thanks for teaching us that this morning. Uh, the Mandalorian is coming back for season two. Of course, the uh, streaming phenomenon that brought us Baby Yoda. There's a little Baby Yoda in the Mandalorian. A. They said that uh, season two is coming. It's going to happen in November. And I was like, this is awesome. We should check out the Mandalorian season two trailer. And I searched the internet for it. And it was like Mandalorian season two trailer right here. And I was like, this is awesome. Check it that. Like they're in the space desert and he's being all Mandalorian-y. And I was like, I can't wait to show everybody this. What's going to happen? Is there going to be some kind of explosion or some kind of like space thing? And then I got Rickrolled. <laughs> wait, is that a real thing? No, it's not Disney's. I was searching the internet to try to find a season two trailer, and they're like, right here, click here for the season two trailer. I fell then, for it. You fell yeah, for it. Rick rolled on the Rick Astley. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Way to go, Tommy. Because it was like, for a minute, I was like, did, did Disney Rick roll us? And then I was like, no, it's just some person who lives in their mother's basement who has really good <laughs> editing skills and too much time on their hands. <laughs> I love that. Also, this morning, the James Bond trailer came out, which is so exciting. Um, I guess they have a release date now in November, and we're getting a sneak peek of the bad guy, the female 007, and, of course, Daniel Craig. I met your new 00. She's a disarming young woman. I get why you shot him. Yeah, well, everyone tries at least once. James Bond. We both eradicate people to make the world a better place. I just want to be a little tidier. So good. So Lashana Lynch plays the first female James Bond. So cool to see that. And Rami Malek. Oh. He's the bad guy, and he makes such... I, I love him from Bohemian Rhapsody, so it's very hard for me to wrap my head around him being a bad guy, but he looks pretty good there, too. I think the best writing job in all of Hollywood is the writing the catchphrases for the Bond villain. <laughs> I'm just a little more tidy about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Cannot wait. Very cool. Um, by the way, I said Mandalorian was November. Mandalorian is October 
30th, which is, I mean, it's like a rounding error to November. Right. I've got to comment it's on the eve of November. That. Yes. Well, the eve, eve of November because that's it's 31st. True. Halloween. Got to do that too this year. So that's going to be <laughs> happening. Uh, Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry had their baby. And now Orlando Bloom is going to be um, birthing a new Amazon show. So uh, he's the executive producer of a drama series that's actually based on a DC lawyer who, according to Washingtonian, uh, specializes in freeing nonviolent political prisoners from around the world. So this guy is the managing director of a DC company, um, Attorney Genzer, I think it's how you pronounce it. And, uh, and Orlando Bloom wants to, when people are allowed to get together again, film at least some of the uh, shows here in DC. That's very cool. That's very cool. And it's also kind of weird to think about someone in our community being played by a celebrity, like a big actor, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Because that guy, I mean, clearly doing great work like around the world, but I don't know if I would note him. Yeah, maybe, like I don't know if I would know him if he passed me in the street. Well, hopefully he looks somewhat like Orlando Bloom. <laughs> maybe they'll be paddleboarding on the Potomac. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, this headline should come as no shock to anybody. Uh, <laughs> Virginia liquor sales are up $117 million from last year. Oh, my goodness. Uh, of course, uh, the Virginia ABC stores, which are run by the alcohol board in Virginia, are saying that, yes, indeed, consumption was up during the pandemic, which is why no one should be surprised as a lot of people were drinking from home versus, you know, going out to bars or maybe not drinking at all. I don't know. Uh, it's worth noting that Tito's was uh, one of the uh, top purchases in Virginia. Oh. Uh, Patron Silver also up there. Jim Beam. Jack Daniels 7 Black also on the list of the most consumed alcohols. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, between... All the things that 2020 has given us, I can understand why people might want to have an extra drink or two responsibly. Yes. Yes. At, at home, it's kicking back, relaxing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Latitude 38, a restaurant in Oxford, Maryland, is on the map today because they had a pretty famous guest. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, Kanye West walked in. And we have a photo of him with some of the uh, owners and workers at this restaurant. Now, this is a small town, Oxford, Maryland, on the eastern shore, kind of near St. Michael's. And apparently he made a reservation for his posse, his entourage that walked in. Uh, the entourage had to be divided into two different tables because of safe social distancing. As they should have been. <laughs> um, but they were a little surprised when he walked in and they thought it was Kanye West. Um, but then they had to Google because they, they said they thought he might be too short to be Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> and they Googled that Kanye, I don't know if you knew this, is 5'8". So they indeed identified that it was him. No way. No one knows why he was down there. There's rumors, of course, that he uh, tried to make the Maryland ballot for uh, his presidential bid. There's rumors that he's buying a house down in the eastern shore. Um, but he did enjoy a... Um, I guess a roast beef sandwich and a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Um, it's, yes, very interesting, though. Like, out of all the places on the planet, that's where he walked in. Kim Kardashian was not with him. Uh, I think she's a little mad at him about all of the things. So maybe <laughs> maybe he's getting a little, uh, a little isolation pad over there in, in, in St. Michael's. Well, that's a good place to do it. Also, really cute. The uh, owner said that when he ordered the glass, of, he ordered the house Chardonnay, and he's like, "That's Kanye West. I better like up my game." So he opened up a nicer bottle of wine than the house uh, Chardonnay to, to serve that to him. And they're like, "This bottle is four thousand dollars, <laughs> Mister West." <laughs> that's what Kanye West should be doing: showing up at places, making people happy, and not like you know, 
messing with democracy. Yeah. Just my own opinion. Take photos with everybody, too. Also, um, now we know about Latitude 38. Their food looks damn delicious. Yeah, it does. See, that's Steve. Tommy, you said you weren't traveling this weekend. Maybe you do a little road trip down there. There you go. I'll be like, I heard Kanye West came here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a fan. Yeah, well, and you know what? It's great, too, for these restaurants that have had a hard time. Totally. As, as we're learning, uh, you know, with everything that's closing down and, and, and opening back up and doing all the safe social distancing that, you know, maybe this will give this little restaurant a bounce. Yep. Yep. I think think that's absolutely going to happen. People now know and are talking about Latitude 38 this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Navy is getting into the fray a little bit. They are paying their employees to be poll workers in the upcoming election which has been getting all kinds of news and all kinds of headlines about this today. Uh, coo- super cool because it's not a partisan thing. They're like, there's a need for poll workers across the country because this election, obviously, maybe you've heard is going to be a little weird. And uh, Old Navy was like, we'll pay you your daily wage to go do that in you know any of the places across the country where there are Old Navy stores. And you can actually, I guess, if you're an Old Navy employee, kind of double dip because they also most municipalities pay poll workers for their daily work. So look at that. Be careful saying double dip in election, Tommy, in the same sentence. That's true. <laughs> I'm just, I just, it's a good idea, for the, at least for the next 60 days, just That's to true. make sure that those two words are very far apart. That's true. And think the old Navy employees are able to like fold really well so they can fold your ballot for you and they, they'll all be very uniform. You can tell where the old Navy employees have been working the polls versus just regular old people. <laughs> That's true. Making also, their way in. Because a lot of these big arenas all over the country are doing the the voting um, versus, you know, sort of, I know in, in my neighborhood, it's it's our local little church and school um, that does the voting. These bigger areas need help with everyone keeping in line and the mm-hmm. safe social distancing protocols. So volunteers will definitely be needed. I think anyone who worked at Old Navy on Black Friday is perfect for keeping people in line. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so like, listen, we've trained for this. Get over there, six feet apart, put your mask on. <laughs> yeah, especially in those swing states. <laughs> Would you like a bag? Thanks for coming. Uh, Walmart is giving their employees, this is kind of cool, three hours paid time off to go vote. Apple is doing four hours paid time off for their people. Coca-Cola, Twitter, Cisco, and Uber are all giving their employees uh, a full day off to go and uh, cast their ballot this year. And I'm, I'm not sure what... We said, but Sarah Tracy thinks it was hilarious. So I'm just, <laughs> I think it was the double dipping. My guess is the double dipping. Ah, that's true. <laughs> it's like putting your whole mouth in the dip. <laughs> Don't double dip in democracy or in a cocktail party. In artichoke dip. Yeah. Especially <laughs> these days. Gosh. You, no, no double dipping. Everyone should get their very own dip. We learned that from Kelly's, um, from when Kelly was talking about her book club. You should have your own dips. No one should be <laughs> dipping double or there's, you know, communal dipping. Everyone should dip themselves. One dip, <laughs> one vote, one voice. Sarah says Black Friday was funny and we'll be right back. <laughs> I can confirm that it is actually, Kelly, really for real this time. <laughs> Friday Eve. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> uh, I didn't inspect our alert that we sent out to the uh, Tommy Chef fam early this morning. Are we good? Yeah, I did. Yesterday, I said <laughs> it was Friday Eve, and it was only really Wednesday. But today really is Friday Eve, and it's a special Friday Eve because it's a holiday weekend. And I got Darlene, who is part of our Tommy Show family, uh, just chiming in. And said, I forgot to do this earlier. Where did the morning go? Happy Friday Eve, Kelly. You made it. Only two more days to go, and you got a three-day weekend. Woohoo! 
rooting for you and all moms that have their kids at home doing school and distance learning and getting everybody up and rallied every morning, Kelly. You're awesome. Hang in. You got this. Also, is she being attacked by cicadas out there? <laughs> She's going for her morning walk. Ah, okay. I heard like, yeah, you hear the like cicada situation. <laughs> they are very loud. My husband tried to do a call outside uh, last night and he's like, I can't do it because the cicadas are too darn loud. <laughs> Add them to the 2020 list. More cicadas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kelly's got a great story of uh, life punching you in the face. We're going to get to that in just a little bit as well. Um, I don't know about you, but I, uh, I live in D.C., spent a lot of time downtown and there have been a lot. I feel like just you're hearing helicopters a lot in downtown D.C. because they're, you know, things are going on. Um, but now this guy who is a freelance engineer who lives in Logan Circle has started a Twitter bot called Helicopters of D.C. And he pulls from like just different um, public sources and different uh, FAA information. And he posts up on this bot Twitter what the helicopters are and where they're going and what they're doing. Huh. So in case you're like, hey, what's that helicopter? And Kelly, I feel like that's something your husband would really care about because he's a he's an aerospace guy. Yes, and he, he works with the FAA. I don't know how he would feel about this. I'll have to ask him. But we we live like three blocks from Observatory Circle where the vice president resides. And so helicopters are a daily thing um, on our end as, as he is coming and going and doing whatever. But you're downtown. I think the helicopters are doing something a little different. Uh, I'm not sure what, but I think it's different. Well, I've been checking in, Kelly. Funny you should ask. I've been looking at that. Um, so it's a lot of actually Sky Bear, the chopper for Children's National, um, is what Aww. you hear a lot. The yeah. MedStar chopper, you hear a lot too. MPD chopper. And so you hear, you hear a lot of that. But I was looking at this Twitter. I spent like way more time than I should have this morning because it's so fascinating. I mean, first of all, like, how helicopters happen is really fascinating to me. <laughs> I mean, just the pure just notion the, of them. Just the whirling, the whirling dervishness of the whole thing. It just, whenever I see it, I'm like, huh, that's a, I guess it works. <laughs> um, so I'm fascinated by helicopters, but now I get to know what the helicopter is and what they're hmm. doing. And that's all we, we got is hospital helicopters. You didn't find anything else out about other types of helicopters? No, there was an MPD helicopter last night. There's some other helicopters. <laughs> okay. I'm sure there's probably been helicopters since we started talking about helicopters, as a matter of fact. Let me just go ahead and check. At helicopters. Helicopters <laughs> of D.C. Why don't you uh, talk about our bird friend, and then I'll let you know if anything uh, is breaking. Okay, great. I know it's an interesting morning here in D.C., so... Uh, this British zoo has a parrot that's gone viral because it sings Beyonce. You have to listen to it. No. That is not Beyonce with a sore throat. That is literally this green parrot singing If I Were a Boy by Beyonce. Apparently, the, the parrot sings other songs as well. Isn't that crazy? How many times must that parrot have heard that song to do it? I have no idea. I mean, we, we know that parrots can mimic voices, but just to hear, mm -hmm. like, Beyonce for a parrot, that's pretty uh, courageous of the parrot to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Of of the, like, vocalists, you're going to try to try to match parrot. Sure. You know, way to swing with... Wow. 
<laughs> That's amazing. So apparently the parrot also sings uh, Poker Face by Gaga, yeah. Firework, Katy Perry, and You Drive Me Crazy. Remember that song, that one-hit wonder from Narles Barkley? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Narles Barkley. I thought you were going to call Britney Spears crazy a one-hit wonder. No. We were about to fight. Okay. No, I would never do that to Britney. <laughs> it was legit like, what? <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's just so, I, I love it. Um, I, although, if that parrot was like living in my house, it might get a little annoying after a while, but it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things like, it would be fun to go visit, but right, if, if that parrot's like, hey, I got another one, <laughs> take a request. <laughs> right. Um, we're learning that The Rock and his family are all um, on the mend and they're recovering from a battle with COVID-19. Yesterday, he posted an 11-minute video on his Instagram. Here's just 10 minutes of it. I'm kidding. Here's just a little sneak, sneak peek. I am happy to tell you guys that we as a family are good. We are on the other end of it. We're on the other side. We are no longer contagious. And we are, thank God, we are healthy. And we've gotten through COVID-19 stronger and healthier and you know believe me i am counting my blessings yeah so he went to talk about all the things that he and his family went through he was concerned about his kids the whole deal yeah because he's got they're, they're little i think they're like two and four yeah they're young young kids and uh he, he didn't like talk about it as it was happening then he came through it and and now he he's sharing his experience with it wow that's scary yeah, so be careful out there, peeps. And, and obviously, he is one of six million people. Um, but it's just when you hear someone that's like known like that, get up and talk about it. Kind of like when Tom Hanks did. I know how you feel about Tom Hanks, Kelly. But it, it, I think those kind of stories cut through to people. Yeah, for sure. I'm be careful. Wear your mask. Yeah, people. I'm glad he's doing healthy. He's healthy. So Megan and Harry are making headlines. They've got a Netflix deal. $150 million is the rumored amount. They are basically starting a production company for Netflix where they're going to do docu-series, featured films, scripted shows, children's programming, basically anything that they touch turns to gold. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're living kind of a, a life in L.A., so I'm glad to see that they will be bringing in the salary to help pay the rent. Right. I mean, they're on their own now, so they got to they gotta make yeah. it work. Because so the rumor is, is that they bought a home in Santa Barbara and that they are living there. And uh, Megan's mom has moved in to help with baby Archie. And, uh, you know, they're going to be start living a Hollywood life with a $150 million paycheck. I mean, they at also, the end of, end of the day, though, Kelly, it's $100 million after taxes. And then you got to, like, hire people and... Well, they do have to pay back uh, their their renovations to the Frogmore Cottage back in the UK. So I don't know what that translates dollars, what dollars to pounds is these days, but they have to pay back that renovation, which I believe was two or three million dollars. What does that mean? They renovated this cottage that they were going to live in when they were royalty. Oh. Uh, they spent millions of dollars of, you know, state dollars and they have to pay that back or they said that they were going to pay that back as part of their exit. Wow. Mm -hmm. Was that grandma's money or was that like the British people's money? You know, I really don't understand it. It's like so complicated. There's a trust. There's a fund. Can, uh, Prince Charles has something. Then, the, you know, Queen obviously has another fund. I don't really get it all. Um, but it's going back to the UK. Wow. Mm -hmm. I wonder, too, because yesterday there was all these headlines that they had a that they were about to ink a Spotify deal for yep. a podcast. I wonder if they were like negotiating Spotify against Netflix. Yeah, I mean that or or the the yeah, they, the sources got mixed up between Spotify and Netflix, or maybe they're doing both. 
I confuse the two all the time. <laughs> hey, uh, we every morning we start putting our show plan together, basically the night before, and start figuring out what we're going to talk about every day. And Kelly just put, when has life punched you in the face? So, I believe I put that in the uh, show plan last night at the end of a very long day. So the floor is yours. What's going on? Um, you know, a, a couple things. I mean, obviously, the kids doing distance learning is just an adjustment for everybody. Um, but usually, like, back to school means, like, getting the school supplies and going out and doing that. And there's some rituals, right? Like, getting the first day of school outfit, taking the photo out front of the house before they go off to school. And, you know, and those rituals kind of, like, weren't really followed this year. So I think we're all a little disjointed. Mm-hmm. And when school started this week, it was just kind of a slap in the face to everybody, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it was everything from like finding a quiet place in the home to getting internet access to it doesn't work in part of our house because of we have this old brick house and there's some stress around that um and it just as i was getting like kind of the kids settled on the different devices i got an email from the dc government reminding me that i have a court date next week for a moving violation that I'm contesting that I got back in March before all this happened. And I had to get evidence to them because it's all done virtually by end of business yesterday. So I had to like scramble, run out, take some photos, do all the things. And I just feel like, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, obviously we both have been working all summer long. And since this thing happened, life just like really hit me in the face yesterday. Oh, um, I didn't have enough milk. I ran out of milk. I, like, I just felt like <laughs> I wasn't, I'm usually pretty organized going into the new school year, and I feel like it's a disaster. <laughs> you can turn it around, I'm sure. I guess so. I mean, I have to, right? I mean, the children are relying on me. Do each of the kids, how are your kids doing the back to school? Like, are they just in their own room as their classroom, or are they at the kitchen table, or like, how are, how's it all happening? I have so many questions for parents <laughs> who are going through this right now. Um, they're in their own, we're moving them up into their own rooms. There is some internet access issues there. Um, so that's, we're trying to figure that out. And then my husband, who has been working in the kitchen, he made a commitment to the kids to move out of the kitchen because then when they break for like lunchtime, we're all in the kitchen trying to like figure out life again. And he's on a conference call. So he's trying to move upstairs. He can't find the cords to some of his screens. And he's like, it just, everyone's a little disjointed. Uh, it's just, I, I can't describe it. And I feel like I'm type A personality and I just kind of walked into back to school with my head up my butt, really. <laughs> and we're like, life was like, okay. Well, that's not where it goes. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Um, so just trying to balance the whole like work to like being conscious that, you know, I may need to like adjust my work schedule a little bit to, to around the kids' schedule. Even though they're distance learning, it is a time for us to reconnect as a family at the end of the day and kind of like touch base as they're going through a lot emotionally too because they don't get to gather with their friends and do all the, you know, they're not doing sports and all these things. So just kind of waking up to all that. At some point are you like, oh, my kids are like kids still, right? Like because yeah. you expect them to be like little adults, but you're like, oh, right, you are children. I mean, you're big children, but you're children. Right. Well, it's also different, too, when you just, like, send them off to school and they're there from, like, 8 to 4. Or in my son's case, he was at school till 6 because of his after-school sports. Um, and they're just kind of, like, self-contained there. They have lunch there. They have their friends there. They have their sports. And now it's just a little bit more monitoring, making sure, a little guidance. Oh. 
So I can only imagine those that have younger kids, it's a whole different story. But just because they're older kids doesn't mean that I kind of have to unplug. And that was sort of like the wake up call yesterday. So uh, if you have any advice, any like thoughts or things you learned or hacks, I mean, everyone's I'm sure trying to figure out how to do it. Leave a comment, leave an open mic. That could be interesting to start sharing that information. You know, I'm sure that I'm sure you're not the only parent who's going through this, Kelly. There's probably well, a couple others who are like, ah. Do you notice though? And I and I think also just in my own personal life, I just kind of like, oh, I'll deal with that later. Like with a moving violation thing, I'm like, oh, okay, that's September. I'll deal with that later. Like the court date has been on the calendar since March. Um, are you getting hit, Tommy, with like life sort of becoming more real as we enter the fall? Like I feel like this is a new chapter for a lot of different things. Yes, but anything I'm going to tell you after the things you just told me, <laughs> you're just going to get mad about it. <laughs> oh, no, oh, now you have to tell me. What is it like? The dog needs to go to the vet or something? Yeah, I need to get the dog. Yeah, the dog has to go to the vet. Um, yeah, see, there we go. I my my credit card that like my entire life gets auto drafted on is expiring in October, and I'm just like, I got to change everything about my whole life. Like like all of the things that are auto because all of the things are like, hey your credit card's going to expire in October. And I'm like, yeah, that's in October. All right. Uh, <laughs> Xfinity, you just cool your jets because that's October. That's a, quite a long time from now. So I I, I can just read the judging bubbles <laughs> above your head because you're um, making sure like two humans don't turn to a life of crime. So I understand <laughs> why you would be angry about what I'm telling you right now. No, I, I could be empathetic to some of the, lesser problems you might have <laughs> i uh i got a cold press i got a french press for my coffee in the morning i'm not really sure how like coarse and not coarse to grind the beans so that it doesn't like skip through and you know because there's the there's the screen there and i i want to make sure it's ground enough that it's good but also not too much that it comes through because if you drink a bunch of coffee dust you gotta poop so, um, I will, t I have some advice there for you, Tommy. I Great. do French press. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, you don't want to ground them too much. I usually press about three seconds to grind. Um, and also little hack with some of the grinds. <laughs> Sometimes I'll take a scoop of the grinds mm -hmm. and put them in my red wine at night. <laughs> what? It gives you a little pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. So you just, have, you just have ground sitting in the bottom of your wine? No, it actually floats on top. It's enough to be like just floating on top. It's like a Red Bull and vodka. It just gives you a little pickup. I've never heard of that. Well, you know, th these are the things that I've learned during the pandemic because hey, I'll be cleaning up and making the coffee for the next day uh -huh. and also have like maybe a glass of wine out as I'm getting dinner ready and doing all the things in the kitchen. And I'm like, hmm. Let me just take a little bit. I took, just put my finger in the grinder and I just sprinkled it on top of the wine. And you can barely taste it. Did like Goop tell you to do this? Where did you <laughs> no. learn this? Just try it in your Chardonnay tonight, Tommy. Trust me. Um, first of all, you think I drink every night. That's funny. Well, okay. Don't, <laughs> whenever you drink next then. Tommy. You're like, try it in tonight's drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey guys, like little fox, I'm bringing you in here in five seconds. Uh, also, one um, Alberry books is like, hang in there, Kelly. <laughs> Thank she you. Gets I, you. I appreciate that. She gets you, little fox. You drink some weird ish, like your uh, <laughs> cinnamon, your cinnamon liquor and red and uh, root beer. Have you ever heard of coffee with wine in it or wine with coffee in it? Maybe. No, see, hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, but don't knock it till you try. Tommy, I don't, you know, you're asking, I'm giving you advice about French press and, and some other advice, but just a little pick me up at the end of a long day.
That's true. I really appreciate your your hop, Kelly. <laughs> thank you very much. And you know what? I think it, I, like, it's interesting, right? Because it's kind of a double standard. If you put coffee in your wine, you're being sophisticated. But if you put wine in your coffee, you're an alcoholic. 